Today we are going to talk about dysmenorrhea. So let, let me walk you through dysmenorrhea. The common question is, is it normal to have dysmenorrhea every, every period? The answer is, many girls and women feel some pain during their period and it is totally normal. The matter of fact is, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists states that more than half of them have mild pain one to two days each month. But for some women, it actually hinders their activities of daily living. So that is why you know, they, they, they call in sick, and some of them, they need space you know, when, whenever the, their period starts. There are two types of uh, period pain or dysmenorrhea. The first one is the par- primary dysmenorrhea the most common kind of period pain, but it is not linked to other health problems. And it usually starts one to two days before the, the actual menstrual period starts, like one to two days. And then it ends up to like four days in the cycle. It actually varies every, every person, but you know, that actually is the common one. But for me, I only have this menorrhea in the first, uh, like three to four hours from the time my period starts. Another type of period pain is the secondary dysmenorrhea. This is a kind of period pain that is caused by other health issues like endometriosis or inflammatory pelvic disease. It actually starts early, earlier in the menstrual cycle and can last longer. So when you are in doubt, like you know that you know th- this kind of pain, like a pain period is is you feel like it's no longer normal and your your like your menstrual flow is kind of heavy when you're in doubt it's way better to consult the doctor the doctor another question is what does dysmenorrhea feels like period pain or dysmenorrhea can be different for everyone but this is this is just this are, these are just the common ones the number one is cramping or crampy pain so crampy pain means uh, the belly feels tight and it hurts a little bit a little bit mild kind of pain or hurt a little bit to like a little bit severe but overall it's tolerable another symptom of uh, the so-called dysmenorrhea is throbbing or aching pain so throbbing aching pain is uh, similar to having a rhythmic sen- sensation or pulsations what i'm trying to say is the the period pain could start like extreme and then it lessens as the time went by. So in my case, it's different. It actually starts from mild to, to severe, but it's tolerable, especially when, when I got a heat back, heat back over my belly. So uh, rhythmic sensation means uh, it actually starts from severe to, 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 to mild or from mild to severe. Or in my case, it actually, in the, in the scale of zero to 10, it starts from three to four, and then it increases to five and six, and then seven, and I feel like really this is, I need space, I need some rest this time. It actually reduces down to five, four, up to three for the entire day, and it's all tolerable. But I, I know since I already have this experience my whole life, I know, I know exactly what to do. 
and uh, w whenever it happens, when I, whenever I have dysmenorrhea. So from the time that I feel like I am going to start uh, my my period, I immediately just put in a heat pack over my be belly. That actually increases, uh, promotes the vasodilation on my uterine, in my uterine muscles. So that increases the blood flow in my uterus and it eases the pain. That's for my in my experience. I don't want any like uh, throbbing or aching or sharp pain during my period as much as possible. I, I try to avoid it. And uh, going back to period pain, another another type of uh, period pain is radiating pain. That kind of pain, w when you're in period, you you might go into experience this kind of pain which starts from the lower belly, lower lower back and it radiates towards the thighs. Sometimes the pain starts from the, the pelvic area and then it radiates to the thighs. Sometimes it's actually painful all over this area from lower back to, to the pelvic area down to the th thighs. But you know, it's, it happens to women and we get, we get along with it. I mean, this is our body. This is how it means to be a woman and we can, we'll carry it all throughout our life and we will survive we will thrive with this. So that's the motto. Another common symptom of dysmenorrhea is the nausea and fatigue. Some people feel sick and tired along with physical discomfort. I also feel this nausea and fatigue sometimes when I have my period. So what I I I just what what I usually do is I, I just take some rest because I know it will pass by. Like uh, it will pass by in 15, 20 minutes, half to half an hour. So that happens to me, the nausea and fatigue, for like one hour or 30 minutes from the time my period starts. But it doesn't happen all the time. It's maybe in one year, it happens like two to three times in a year. Now, lastly, another common symptoms, symptom of dysmenorrhea is headache. So some women experience headache whenever they have their periods. And the level and the length of pain can be different for each person. So for, for some people, it's manageable with over-the-counter medicine and self-care. But if the pain is really very strong and it affects your daily life, again, it's way better to have it seen or cons to have some consultation with a gynecologist. Another question is, why dysmenorrhea happens? Why? So let's go back to, you know, the beginning. Why women have periods? So the, rep the reproductive system of, uh, of women actually prepares every month for a possible baby. So what happens is the ovary produces egg and it travels towards the fallopian tube and up to the like a uh, portion of the uterus. And in response to ovulation, our uterine uh, lining actually thickens. So this uterine lining, a thick uterine lining serves as the be a bed for the egg and for the sperm, egg and sperm, for fertilization and for for the baby, to for the baby to be able for, to be able, f like it's like the the home of the baby, our uterus. So that's the uterine lining. Uterine lining thickens up in order for you know for a fertilization to take place successfully and up to the childbirth. And it happens every month. So what happens when there is no baby? So when there is no baby, the, the uterine lining that has been thickened for the possible baby will shed off itself naturally and will 
grows it, it grows back again it thickens up again gradually in process with hormonal changes in for the next month in preparation for another possible baby to come so periods happen each month to get the to get our body to get a woman's body ready for a possible baby now what if there's no baby so here's here's what's going to happen if there's no baby when the, the that thickened uterine lining actually shed off and in that process that process involves some kind of hormonal changes and in response to hormonal changes the, the uterus produces prostaglandins prostaglandins propels the the uterine the uterus to make some contraction to shed off those linings and when there is some kind of uterine contraction there is a reduction of blood flow in the uterus so that what happens and because of that reduction of blood flow there is also uh, uh, like the the oxygen supply of the uterine muscle will also be lessened so that adds up to pain and this prostaglandin actually responds to like some kind of inflammatory like there's it, it actually involves in the inflammatory response of the body so when the uterine lining sheds off it promotes inflammatory response and that's out that adds up to pain again so that what happens by the way prostaglandins is, is uh is present all over the body and it will only be released when it's needed for example i have i have a wound here accidental cut on my wrist and there's some kind of infection the prostaglandin responds to it by by means of inflammation and swelling and that's that also happens uh, inside our uterus, my uterus, and with, with a different uh, like a different response of the body. So, in other words, the function of prostaglandin is to is, is some kind of a messenger. It sends out message to the brain and different parts of the body to do something about an issue of a certain part of the body. So, in response to hormonal changes and the presence of prostaglandin on it there's a uterine contraction there's a reduction of blood flow and then uh, there's pain and inflammatory response in our uterus which is 100% natural and it heals itself remember we're going to have another possible baby for the next month and our body is well prepared for it if we only choose to so another question is one when does the dysmenorrhea happens so to some women it happens one to two days before the menstruation starts, and it lasts up to two to two to four days. In terms of peak of the pain, it actually varies to every person. Some women feel in pain in the first and second day, or and some women, yeah, feel that way. And some of them, they absolutely have mild pain, mild to moderate pain, for the entire menstrual cycle. If it's four days, four days, six days, five days, seven days, they're gonna have mild pain all throughout. So that's, that actually involves the duration. And another question is, can dysmenorrhea happen without menstruation? Well, absolutely no. Dysmenorrhea is connected to menstruation. And if you ever have some kind of pelvic pain outside the, the, your period, your menstrual cycle, the cause could be, I mean, the reason could be some other health issues, some other reproductive issues. So it's way better to have it checked by the doctor. Lastly, how to prevent dysmenorrhea other than good sleep and rest? 
So you might as well try regular exercise, you know, keep your body active. And to some women, uh, sex helps them ease the, the cramps, the crampy pain. You can also use heat, heat pack, you know, over the belly. So, so heat packs, heat packs over the belly where the cramp is, it depends on the location. It promotes uh, uh, vasodilation. It promotes uh, like uh, delivery of blood all throughout the uterine muscles. So vasodilation, it eases the crampy pain again. And some women have tried uh, different dietary su supplements like uh, omega-3, vitamin B1, vitamin B6, vitamin E, and magnesium supplements to reduce the, the, the menstrual cramps. And lastly, you have to, it's important to really control or reduce stress. Psychological stress might increase your risk of menstrual cramps and their sever severity. Sometimes when you are too stressed, you're going to skip your cycle in a month or two or three. That's the, the natural response of the body on stress for women. So that's it for today. This is Anne again of uh, Reinforce Me Club. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, the way for your best future is to build it today. Thank you very much for your time and have a lovely day ahead. Thank you.